Now we gathered here on the universe at this time, this particular time, to listen to the 36 black notes of the piano. There's 36 black notes and 52 white notes. We don't mean to eliminate nothing, but we're gonna just hear the black notes at this time, if you don't mind. You're listening to Black Girl from Eugene with Aisha. Black Girl from Eugene. I'm here with a couple of guests this morning uh, with a show favorite, Stormy, which I believe you guys just need to get used to because she will be back over oh, and over again. Well, and then we have you. you're welcome. Oh. And we have a special guest, Serena Markstrom, who is also here. Welcome, Serena. Um, we this is a part two from last week. We, I got a lot of feedback of like you need to touch this on this more I want to hear this more and it's interesting because our shows are becoming where they're just becoming two pieces and they could be three and four for the simple fact that these subjects that we're bringing up touch a lot of people and it's they're huge subjects and there's so individual there's so much individuality in it that we can definitely do one two three four um, but this is a second of can uh, black girls and or black people and white people be uh, have authentic friendships and we say yes of course they can but dot 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 there's definitely caveats to it um so i want to introduce serena because she's not been on the show before and she was she is someone who listens to the show and wrote to me and was like hey i super want to be a part of this can i come on and i was like you should come on the show um you have a great uh perspective and she's mixed black white born well not born here but raised in eugene um so this authentic friendship for her comes very personally and there's some caveats to that as well and of course there's me who you guys all know and then there's um uh stormy here who's you know been in eugene 20 years but she's from the um midwest so we all have like like you know perceptions and, and experience of how we befriend white folks and what that means to us um so and I think is your husband white? Yeah. Yeah, and your husband's and white. My husband is. And white. my ex-husband, I have two. <laughs> and my ex-husband, my latest, was white. That's so, a whole nother uh, podcast. You want to do that? You want to do? He's we probably can, still white. We can do that. He's still Out white. There. He's still. Oh, he was real white. Yeah, he's real white. So anyway, Shoot. um, that okay, will, so that, that I want an episode. It is an episode. White, the white husband's. Oh, we, we were going to though. We were we're gonna have we're gonna have her husband, right? Yeah, you yeah. should get the husbands. Would your we husband should... be willing oh to do my, that? I don't know. Are you ready? Yesterday, yeah. Just, yesterday he was like, "Oh, this guy's racist." I'm I'm unfriending him on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh." You know, and, yeah. and like, what did he do? I want to know what you were able to spot. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, good job. Good job looking out. Okay, so let me just give you a little bio that you wrote, which is awesome, and so that people know who you are. So Serena is a Eugene-based mother, wife, and writer. She grew up in Eugene and earned a journalism degree from the University of Oregon. She wrote for the Register Guard for almost 11 years before starting a family. She met her husband, Sean, at a co-ed softball team. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> of which they both still play. They have a five-year-old son, Quinn, and a four-year-old daughter, Pippi. 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 <laughs> Their family businesses are the Granite and Tile Company Signature Services Northwest and the Vacation Rental and Special Events uh, Space on the McKenzie River the Oregon Cliff House. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we a little caveat, like we I, we were talking and I realized that I went to school with your brother yeah. um, like a thousand years ago. So that was kind of funny. We've crossed paths and didn't realize that that's, we were crossing paths even 
like literally 30 years ago probably yeah I would yeah. have been 13 or something yeah that's about right that might have been why because I was still in middle yeah that's probably why and I was a freshman we were because you're just a year younger than me so I was uh, a freshman and they were two years Kalani and, and Caleb were two years older than me oh okay yeah so okay. that's why so okay woohoo locals <laughs> yeah we're yeah. like that's how Eugene works though like I mean you guys we there's there's no six was that six degree of separation it's like mm-hmm. two <laughs> Oh, it's still at high school levels. Right, yeah. Same people hang out the same people. You don't go to the same place. And And beware if you're an import. (laughs) Beware? In a a good way or a bad way? I mean, same, same, but different. I mean, when you, it's like moving into a high school. It's like you, you got to observe first before choosing your action or your reaction or your friends Uh. and therefore moving Moving and meandering yeah. through the Oregon vortex. You know what I mean? Every <laughs> time there's a new black person in town, I'm always like, get out, but please stay. I know. Huh? <laughs> no, it is. I, that's so true because I'm always like, how did you, why did you, what did you do? That's like, what they do to us. Here? That's the how same question they ask us. Like, how long come. have you been here? But why come. did you come? Or like, what made true. you come? Or like, someone true. fired you or a man brought you here and dumped that, you here? That, no, that's true. Well, that's I'm true. like, are you going to stay? Should we? Can I invest in this relationship? <laughs> That's interesting. I met no. I met a very awesome. Like, um, well said. Well I met said. at the professor at the U of O, and she was from Princeton, and she was a black woman, and I was like. You're so awesome. Please stay. And she's like, I cannot stay here. She's like, Oh yeah, so many have left. Oh, she so was like, this place, this place is so toxic. I cannot be Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And I'm like, please stay. We need people to stay. And she's like, No. And the people who end up staying are like, I don't know what level of toxicity. I think of this relationship well, as like Stockholm syndrome, honestly. Well, there's no place. <laughs> I do. At least Stockholm had a facility. We don't <laughs> even have a facility. Do you know what I mean? It. The city is. It's not about the city having the facility <laughs> to recognize us. It's yeah. about us creating our own space that represents us. If we give it to the city, it's the same thing they've been doing. They'll give us the one day, and you gotta put everything you got in that one day of the one month that we all got. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying invest in the city or hopeful, but they are talking about a permanent facility, like a multicultural center, but it's not the same. But that ain't the same. That's a museum that people come through to show that they're black, and they're only gonna do it because of, you know, the Olympics coming here, and they need to prove that they got people of color, because everybody else from outside the world gonna come here and be like, this is white. I have white friends that travel here and say, What's wrong with you, Stormy? Why do you live here? I got white friends that come visit me and say, how could you do this? To yourself. Yeah. So, okay. So we... We're, That's why I'm like, get out. But please stay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there'll, be a, there'll be a space soon. No, no. I don't tell people that. It's, I'm just saying that. It's hard to... It's hard to... Under, to it's hard to let under, people understand what it means to live here. When we were born here... Um, it's we're like in, indoctrinated into a behavior. We're indoctrinated into an acceptance that that when people move from out of here, we're like there's so much that you have to do and have to let go of, and that I don't like. Why would why would you want to be here? Like I don't know how to get out of here. Like we're trying to. How do you expand yourself? Now I was lucky enough to move. <laughs> Literally, I was lucky enough to move for twenty seventeen years and then come back in. The, the thing about not being able to expand here is like exactly what you're saying and what you're saying is like well they're creating a multicultural system. I'm 43 like, you know what I mean Holla. like you're 42 like we've been here and, we're, and, we, and that center is not here yet and I right? know I'm not going to it right like, I don't like, I, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, even know I would like to pretend <laughs> I'll be open but it does, it does feel that way like uh, how do you create authentic community in something that is from the outside yeah, anyway? So, right. I mean, I think for a multicultural center, it's not like a black cultural center anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, and mm-hmm. it might be, have, uh, you know, 
I'm not sure I'm going to be open to it. Right. But it's not the same as, like, just being able to go somewhere. That's yeah. right. No. And just, that's like, right. You know. Smiling faces, safe spaces. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and that's a good point that you bring up. It's just the idea that, like, you... The, first of all, it's multicultural. Thank you. But... We're talking about black. Like, a lot of people have that argument of, like, POC, black. Don't say people of color when you mean black people. Like, there's there's a... Well, they a, got a term for that. It's called BIPOC. Well, yeah. that, it's that's black takes, indigenous. That's black indigenous. It's right. putting the black first and representing your root exactly. is what I was taught. But, I mean, at this... Okay. And that idea. indigenous... Uh, and the indigenous. The chances of black people and indigenous people having a perspective that is much less integrated into white supremacy. Right, right, right. Whereas people of color would be more integrated. And I looked at it as, as like, the heart the hierarchy, you know, being black, then indigenous, just even in the DNA makeup, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. All the way to the many different peoples of color, you know, so it's like the afro That's how you learn to define the BIPOC? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what someone told me, because okay. I was like, oh, well, I'm at, I went to a POC dinner, I'm like, okay, well, this is a POC dinner, and it was definitely people of color, but they were white people of color. Do you get what I mean? They no. were you know how you have a white Mexican friend versus a black Mexican friend or you have a white Arabic friend or Muslim friend compared to so they they, you know they knew that they could pass the paper bag test yeah you know but they're also represented I'm like the black I'm like the white black person too yeah I I mean mean, you know what I appreciate that you say that I do because what I was just talking about having mixed friends who are are don't know how to identify and they and so they have this real they have this real identity crisis and they and they have this a really hard time identifying with black people and then they have this hard time like feeling seen in white their white culture and then they have an issue with like we were talking about like you, they actually have said we I have a fear of being accepted by black folks I feel like they don't. But that's why it's like that's what we're seeing that you don't know who you are. So we're not trying to mess with it. Like figure yeah. it out and then we can talk, right? right? But I like the fact that you recognize that about yourself, honestly, because it's I've something never that been you have to. Rejected by black people, right? You know, yeah. That, that's not my pain. You know? We we don't reject very well. <laughs> we are the most welcoming and endearing uh, people. We will welcome. <laughs> not saying that there's no, but I'm just saying, like when it comes down to, like I have a mixed child now, and when it comes down to it, I I grew up seeing my family members that had mixed children. And the white parent, whether it was the female or the male, they were gone out of the picture. And so I saw my mixed cousins and relatives being raised in our predominantly black household and them being relieved. Do you get what I mean? There's a part of it being relieved because like the inner soul has to kind of connect with your outside view and then your inner view of yourself. Like at some point, somebody told you how to love yourself, period, no matter what color that was. And so standing up to anyone that's coming to that and trying to conflict against that, it's like, it's, there's no way that they're going to break your shell. You get what I mean? Compared to someone that didn't have the community or wasn't raised up in the African-American knowledge of just self. Period of self. There's a a thing about black culture that white folks have a problem with is that the first of all, we're a teasing... We we come out in a very strong way where white culture, that's not the predominant position. They, that's not what they do. It's not. It's that's almost intimidating. We oh, have a teasing culture. That is important. Um, hello, mixed people. I would like you to know that when black people are making fun of you, that's because they love you. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> a teasing culture. We do it to each other. That as um, rejection instead yes. of it's actually what it is is embracing. Right. Right. And right. And being rea- realistic. You know. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> yes. But that's a thing that white folks do not do. It's actually like they. It's it's something that that 
really pushes a, a button of insecurity of like, oh my, you don't like my hair? Like, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I said. You know what no, I mean? you're it's actually a, being authentic at right, that point right, right. and that was their chance Plus, to take it. Plus, who else is going to tell you? Right. Like, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, somebody, I'm always like, my, my white friends think it's polite to not say things and I'm like, then who tells you? Not your friends. Like right, right. Your friends are the ones who should tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's it, you know? So I think that goes right into what we were talking about. It's like that authenticity of like the comfort, the comfortability that you have with your friends that are from different cultures. And I, and I just say white because that is the majority of what I'm up against here. Is that, I mean, my, my closest friends, I'm trying to think, are, I think I have one white friend that's like really close to me all the time and the rest are either mixed black and white mixed latina or or latina or black and that's who because that's the energy that i put out i don't necessarily not have white friends but the authenticity that they lack when they when race is the issue i said that in our last show that when race is the issue when race is the issue and i think that when white folks are in a place like the pacific northwest when there just isn't people that are black around, they honestly don't know how to approach this. And therefore, race is like 95% is the of the issue, issue yeah, every, every time. time. And then, yeah. but then the, that's the catch-22 because they're like, why you're trying to calibrate how much to bring up and how much, like how much you can risk um, with a particular person. And I, I used to do that, play that game, like try to figure out if I say this, will I, you know, what will be the back blow, uh, blowback of it and stuff? And now I'm like, I'm going to say it, and I hope they go away if they need to go away. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah. yeah, because that fear of acceptance is gone. Because at some point, you want to be yourself more than accepted for being not yourself. Right. Right. Or just accepted as, like, a sort of tailored version, you know. Right. And that, and that is... A version, but it's like too many masks to change into. So, are you feeling like because of 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 that connection, just exactly what you eloquently explain? Is it? Do you feel like you need to have like? Is it something that you kind of weigh? Like you're just saying, like you weigh it out. Like, and so with that weighing and that compromising, are you are you feeling like you're compromising? Yeah. Okay. So when you're, t- you, I mean, because that's how I feel. I feel like being raised here, I know how to compromise like a pro. Yeah. But it's still a compromise to me, not to them ever. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So as I grew up, it was something that I had to learn how to be like, it's okay for me to say, I really don't like that you're touching my hair. Like, mm-hmm. please stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was something yeah. that was taught to be like, just let them touch your hair. Just because they want to know. That's right. Because you'll be how the angry they, black girl, and how then else are they gonna know? it'll be yep, it'll be this whole you know? thing. And all of a sudden, right. they're like experimenting on me, and I'm like, there's no one else here. Like, I, how do I escape this? Yeah, you know, like, and yeah. I mean, right? part of my privilege being mixed and also not ha- having my hair like yeah. more close to like your, my mom's texture and your complexion well right but I mean my I think f- she's browner than I am though honestly well, well y'all like, pass the paper uh, bag uh, yes. <laughs> what a paper bag I, yes. like, I think that you might be browner than me I'm both my parents it's black, not whatever. just skin color though it's yeah, exactly. it's demeanor exactly. it's culture you know and I was raised here and I didn't you know, I white people don't know if they they don't know what I am, so right. they're not they they're more like the I still get the zoo creature uh, treatment, but it's more like what are you? You're, right, you know, kind that's of interesting. Thing. And, so uh, we were talking about familiarity. Yeah, is that a safe space for you? Because. To people asking, what are you? Well, the fact that, no, I'm saying the fact that they don't like, uh, know, no. because since race is a systematic oh, oh, thing, oh, the fact oh. that they don't know, then yeah. they can't pull out those cards I on would you, say it's and you safer, can kind of like... It's safer, okay. it's less, it's, it's, it's non-specific violence, it's like, I don't know, uh, although I have been called 
beaner and been pulled over by the cops, and they put different oh, three different races have been written down by cops. Right, just, uh, you know, just by looking at you. Yeah, they just put down whatever. Right. Um, so it's less painful because it's less specific to anything I've internalized. Mm-hmm. So ah, interesting. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm guessing it's less painful, even though I've never experienced. Right. Okay. I'm, based on what I hear of the experience of, um, you know. Like, if someone calls me a beaner, I'm like, okay, you're racist, but I'm not hurt. Right, because you're, you're so off base. I'm like... <laughs> right, right, exactly. I, I get that. like beans. Like, what do you mean? But you don't um, even understand <laughs> it. You're like, I don't understand that. Well, I know what they thing. mean. I know right. where they're coming from because I know what I look like. But it doesn't hurt because I haven't internalized yeah, racism no, absolutely. against Mexicans my right. whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's been an interesting just observate I'm like observing my own self um, in that way we you know knowing who you are and then having the world treat you in some other kind of way I think it's why so many light ambiguous mixed people hate Rachel Dolezal really you think that's why I mean I think that's part of it because she's not like she's she's white no she's literally trying to who is she she's the the NAACP look this is how I feel about this and I don't really care everyone y'all can shoot me to shoot me to the moon after I say this statement but you know we all living in the world right now where at any point I can wake up and say, I want to be a man. I identify as being a man. And everyone is accepting to the world. I can go right now out to Planned Parenthood and buy my estrogen pills right now. Okay? Everyone's accepting that. When this lady was like, I identify as being black. Oh, my God. Everybody shit the fan. It's like, well, we doing the same thing right now. Okay, that's definitely, uh, that's that's definitely different. a different show. It's, different. it's a different it's show. Different. Even though that whole ambiguous, ambiguous meaning like you don't know what you are because that's no, term. She I'm, knows she's white. Yeah, and she's just that's pretending. totally different. How is it different? Because because she okay, grew up surrounding okay, by. Hold on, hold on. we're okay. You're right. We're, we're, we're not we're going off. to go into gender. We're not. Here. We're not. Like, we're not good, going into gender. I'm just saying that's how I feel. This analogy. Yeah, and it's not the same. I know, but it's not the same. And we can talk about it more, and I'll tell you why it's not the same. Because just scientific biologically not the same. It's but not the same? It's not the right. same. And she just so, woke, and No, she it's not. I will, she, we'll talk about she it. She knows but this, she's white. And is, this is, she you know, was, she, that, she took advantage yeah. based on what she believed that she could do and she took advantage of that by change, by right. saying it was she knew exactly who she was she knew exactly how she was she it wasn't like she was a white girl raised with black folks and black and she was she, confused she, about they her identity. said that she was actually her parents adopted and she was raised with two she has two black siblings right but that well, was okay. all their lives okay i should have brought her up because i don't want the whiteness to take over this conversation <laughs> right which is like that's what she did yeah, for so long yes, you yeah, know and i can't stand enough, it i can't enough, stand it enough. there's so many topics and they're <laughs> all enough. intertwined with like how do you so, but um, it was hard because she's basically taking on what our actual identity is. So, right. And, and I would say this not just for mixed people in general, but um, mixed people who were raised in white culture. Right. Predominantly white Mothers, spaces. white. And with a mother, white mother, right. too. yeah. And it's like, um, you can just... But she did the thing that I resisted doing, which is to tr- tr- dress up black, you know, right to play like, that role. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just and just 
you know, what my authentic self is, is not all of those things that people have decided are markers of blackness. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm authentically black because I literally have a black parent. Right. You know, right, there's, right, right. there's nothing more. I think that's it. I think that's, <laughs> I think I'm glad, I'm super glad you actually said that because what, it, to me, it sounds like you're very intellectual about the idea of where, where how you felt in your own body and very, being like we talked earlier, being very literal. Like I actually have a black parent who's here, who I can talk to, who's giving me what it means that he that you know his mm-hmm. version of what he believes and, his, and then your white you know, mother doing what she and does and all of the you know you know when we talked about the paper bag test like yeah. my grandma um is was really light and really hated it and so she really wanted to find the darkest mate the right. tallest darkest to right. offset her what she fe- felt were her problems and she didn't. She found another light person. Mm-hmm. And, and he chased her for a few years, you know. Right. And then, so they have a light son. And then, and that's, whatever made them light was probably started with rape. Right, You right, know? Right, So it's right. like, yeah. that, and then cultural, I mean, anyway, the history is in my veins. And I can't, but that doesn't mean I have to like a certain music or, or take on attributes that were not in my surroundings or do exactly. anything like that. Right. And, I, and it doesn't mean, uh, you know, so I'm a weird West Coast, uh, light-skinned, mixed black person. You, you know, know, but that's, you know what, that's very authentic because I can tell you that I, when we talk about defining what blackness is, and then you say, like, those things that the people, the attributes, the culture has put onto you. Like, you know, if you're black, then I guess you like, you know, hard rap. Like, I don't listen to any, like, I don't listen to gangster rap. I couldn't tell you a name of a gangster rapper or what I, I just don't I could my brother was well yeah but I mean I, it's not <laughs> my I thing and I, I you know and I'm black and he black black but that's mm. not that's not an attribute that makes you more black or not black that's what I'm saying and so for you to stand here in the Pacific Northwest and be like yeah I'm black but these are the things that I am accustomed to that does not take necessarily take away from my blackness right um, but what's interesting about that is that as a black woman who has stepped out of the Pacific Northwest and is uncompromising right coming back mm-hmm. into the Pacific Northwest realizing that um, if those things came to you if it made you uncomfortable like the, so in the, for your for in your situation I feel like your mother like you've told me your mother did a good job of like integrating and telling you about and your dad and telling you about black culture so it wasn't unfamiliar to you mm-hmm. um, the issue that I have with people here who identify themselves as black or as white and, or white who want to be comfortable with black people is that they have attributed those things to me without actually embodying it themselves and so therefore I'm token I'm, I'm exoticized mm-hmm. right and then they want to put on black to, to be more familiar with me which which is not the black I I mean right. black is this the, we have the spectrum of of you know realness to us it doesn't have to do with you know iced tea excuse me iced tea it doesn't have to do with easy it doesn't have I mean there's lots of things that happen in blackness that doesn't have anything right. to do with the main culture that you are that that media is portraying for you I guess or for them and that's when it comes to me where I'm like wow you are actually putting me in a place that I have not even given you. I, I haven't given any of that off. You've not seen that come from me in any way. Right. But yet, that's what you're attributing to me. But it's because it's unfamiliar to them. Yeah. And I'm supposed to be forgiving to that? Like, I don't think I'm supposed to be forgiving. I will not be forgiving to that. That's why and even the- black folks here, black mixed folks, who say that they're black, but they're mixed, which I, you know, even with Barack Obama, I'm like, he's mixed, but he's black. Because yeah. the phenotype is black, he's black, right? But, I mean, I there's, there's black folks here that have issues with putting 
Black Lives Matter in their window. You know, they're like, I don't want the trouble. Like, I'm sorry. What? I have an extra sign if any of you have changed your mind. (laughs) But but the truth is, like, I I don't want the trouble. I don't want the trouble. You don't want the trouble of the community. Like, there's certain things that as a black person you can't opt out of. Right. I'm sorry. I I think it goes back to generations and generations. Like, if at one point you were raised where you couldn't be on the porch, you couldn't be on the front, they couldn't let you be known that this was a black house because somebody in your family got lynched Mm -hmm. or they burning down houses. Like, all of that stuff gets passed down. Yeah, like you you don't, that's different than saying the word. You just like, your generations know you don't do that. I mean, this is 2020. I think it's they still, they are still lynching. People. We are talking oh, yeah, about absolutely. this conversation is supposed to be about what it's like to be friends with the nice white people. Right. Well, everywhere there's nice white people, there's a much larger selection of trash white people. Right. So yeah. I understand people not wanting to draw any attention to that. But when there's yeah. a white person who moved into my block and put the Black Lives Matter sign up, thank you, white person. Like, right. I want to know that white person. So what does know? that mean? Have you met him? Have yes. you met the white person? So what does that mean? When when I, when I see the I'm, sign, does that mean that, like, my son could be, like, running from the KKK and knock on your door and they'll let him in? Is that what Black Lives Matter means? I mean, I mean I like, almost, what does that really mean? I want to survey him. What does I that mean? That's so, real. Please. That's I know. Real. I want to go ask him a list of questions like this because yeah. I. What are you I, willing to do for the black lives? Like, is this virtue signaling, or are you genuinely uh, an accomplice? Like, right. would you take any heat from you know? But that's is a, this an underground railroad stop or not? <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but that's what. But that's the authenticity. It's like a lot of people think that it's a good. It's a good thing. Like, of course, Black Lives Matter. I'm gonna, I'll put the sign out. But do you know what that means? Like, it means that like you didn't think we were human from the jump, and therefore you no, joined in the campaign. That's not what I mean. What I mean is exactly what you said previously. If I come running to your door, and you see people chasing me, and it could be the cops, are you going to let me in? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? I like, mean, I don't I know. Think, I think it's a, <laughs> it's a signal that there's an opening to have the conversations. And that's lot, all I think it is. And a lot of times... We can have some tea yeah, about it. It doesn't mean... <laughs> that's it real it, tea. It does not mean anything beyond that. It's, right. It's an opening. And, and I and I believe... Okay, and to take it to the extreme, like, that's an extreme. Like you're running into the house and you're like... and I. But, sure. but the authenticity of it is, is that I know when I see an all lives matter, I ain't going over there. Right. I'm yeah. definitely yeah. not going yeah. over there. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going there. Black Lives Matter. And not honestly, going over there. Well, I'll leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so these, th- these people, to me, uh, I say these are people I maybe could be friends with. You know, uh-huh. if, you you think that's a kind of an opportunity? Like maybe yeah. that's an opportunity. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. those people would be open to be yeah. more listeners. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I think I when I was driving through Eugene and I saw a bunch of black uh, Black Lives Matter signs in places I did not expect to see them, I was like, oh. Well, that's nice. <laughs> and that's oh. all. That's all. I was like, well, that's nice. I'm, I'm down River Road. Wow, look at all these signs. I, I well, think, all, like, like, they, they, they got a mixed kid. They got a mixed kid. That's what I mean. I was like, oh, they cousin black. Oh, they cousin I mean, black. Well, oh, you know God. what I mean? It's something that, that has is, to resonate is, with them. And that is a tragic, true thing, mm-hmm. is that so many white people, they'll drop out of the anti-racism movement if, if, like, a black person's mean to them. And I'm like, that's okay, right. so... 
this is interpersonal like choice for you yeah. versus it being a moral obligation to move our country forward right. type deal. That's exactly you what know? it is. And that's the problem. That's <laughs> yeah. when we're trying to authentic when you're trying to find an authentic partner, you're trying to find authentic friends, you're try that's the right there is what you're working up against. Like are, am I a personal project for you or do you actually ha- see me as a, a, a person of interest because I'm interesting. A you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. When I talk to people... <laughs> You're taking yeah. on the language of police. I, uh. Right? That's interesting. Right? No, I mean, I honestly, like, feel like when I... I don't... At this point in my life, and I come to Eugene, and I'm coming from places that just aren't white like this. Um, I meet white folks who aren't from here and who are like, Oh my God! Eugene is the whitest place Even I've white ever people been. Think it's white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> white people who aren't from here think yeah. this is like we're like like whoa white, you know. And and then I, they're like kind of uncomfortable. They're like, like, what did you guys all do with the brown people? Like, where'd they all go? Well, and they're like, I kind of miss the authentic food, and so I, they, I miss it. I mean, there and, are um, white people who don't know this was founded as a white utopia. Yeah, you well, know that yeah. it was intentionally, you know. Ex- Black people were intentionally excluded. To, like, the 70s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah, is, like, so. into the 70s. And they have the Sambo you know? restaurant in Portland, right, with the big face mm-hmm. that you go in and get the burger. Yeah. And that came down in 86 or something. Well, I mean, in 86. Mm-hmm. Now, you realize that the, the... I don't even know if it's still there. I guess it's not still Which there. The, the, there's an Elk Lodge that was on 11th where... Um, where Planet Fitness is now, that was a KKK when I was little. I think it is <laughs> you know? there. It's on the other side of the tattoo place. The Elk Lodge is still yeah. there. Is it? I don't know. There's a, some other animal lodge over, like, on sort of chambers. I don't know. That was the know. covert but that, name but that for, was the, a KKK. for the old, yeah, pretty much. I and mean, that's in I, every town when you're in from Pacific Northwest, they got an Elk Lodge. So we talked about having um, spiritual ego. Do you know what that term, have you heard the term spiritual ego? I don't know what it means. Right? So we, we looked at, we have been talking about like, like laughing loose and like, oh yeah, it's no, but then we looked it up and I don't like the definition. I think it's stupid, but I, it's the, <laughs> it is. It, it's a stupid definition, but I think it kind of touches it. So I'm just going to read what the definition of spiritual ego was. It says the worst ego of all. You believe that you are bettering yourself. It brews and it brews and oh, brews until it yes, erupts like a this. volcano. But for most, it builds after they are immersed themselves in too many spiritual books, dozens of wellness lectures, <laughs> and gone on a deal on a great deal of retreats. It's a complete disconnect. I'm so, holier than thou. Uh-huh. But I want to say this before because we have people who are not from Oregon and not from the Pacific Northwest that that may not understand why we are ref- ref- referring to this. I'm gonna so, just start crying. Just speaking. <laughs> so, hold my hand. I hold your hand. So, <laughs> so, so it's like. The reason why we bring this up is because the culture in the Pacific Northwest is really, really, really about spirituality in a in a really unhealthy way, and um, the, the yogas, the yogalinis, the the spiritual gurus, namaste. The, you know the um, stay away from it's, you. It's it's no, become it's, it's become it's become kind of like the hippie culture has like transformed into this yuppie hippie yoga y crystal y crap that doesn't really um, isn't really authentic. At all, ultra and so it's ultra spiritual that that mm-hmm. is bypassing anything that's painful, anything that's true, right. anything mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable, because they just see love and light. 
And they, they will love and light you to death. And if so, you bring up racism, that is not love and light. No, That's it's not, not in the happy place. You're in your down level. You're in your Melkuth. And you need to come yeah, through your like chakras. You're vibrating on a low level. <laughs> right. So low. If you, if you talk about that. You're right. You're in, right. God, and, and, and you're bringing clear. out my frequency, too. And so basically, what you just said to me, what I just heard, was that, that that was a spiritual way of saying you just brought up the race card. So you you realize that oh, these yeah. people are highly racist. Racist. <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly problematic. I'm and, triggered. Every day I walk out the house, I'm triggered. Right? Now I need a feather. Hold on. <laughs> and they want to save you to death. Essential oils. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> Tara. The truth is, the truth is, is that I, when I see that, when that's real, I love it. I'm yes. down for yeah, a good. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for you a mean good a cleansing. Spiritual person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's but that's thing. not the truth here. It's the, not. It's you know too. It's commercial. I'm going to say something really compassionate to white people right now. Okay, go for it. Girl. Oh, girl. Um, we both step back. We're like, all right. <laughs> I believe that the people who are on those spiritual quests for healing. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I. I would just like them to know that if they were to immerse themselves in um, deconstructing their white supremacy and become an anti-racist, it is the most growth available to them. And if they could take that same impulse and if they were wondering about their stagnancy and why they're not, you know, what do they want? Ascending? Yeah. Why they're not? If they would take a step back before the love and light or whatever they think is happening... And just do the work to deconstruct. Do the, work. do the work. They would start to feel the growth in the area. It would just be squirting out of them. Like I, I think, yeah, I think work. what you're saying is amazing because what they what they want to avoid most mostly is the pain. Mm-hmm. And the, if without that pain, if you believe that you can ascend to a higher self without understanding the pain of yourself and others the, your spiritual and I've talked about this in other podcasts with with Raja the the mystical uh guide that there's your your whole aura your whole spirit is not clean when you have not faced pain right you have to face it and then you have to deconstruct it or if you act like this pain of the racist legacy of America is somehow separated from, from you. you from you and you and you're white man god it's square on you right. like it is square on the violent history of your people mm-hmm. whether it was you or not it is like we talked about this before it is your responsibility to understand what historically violent past that you represent whether or not it was you or not. Whether it was your cousin, That's your brother, right. yeah. you represented mm-hmm. in this. This country cannot separate it. So when we're trying to be friends with people like this, it's, like they might as well. I mean, so you look for signs, but mostly that's a that they're putting up a violent screen. That, You're not gonna get be saying talking talk about namaste. <laughs> we're like namaste. We're like, well, we're gonna stay away. Yeah, from that's you. a good thing. Stay away. Thank you for the so- signal to run to with run. my limber yoga legs away. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me matrix you with my limber. Like no, I'm out of here. And like thing, so. Here's the thing. If you've ever been, I don't even know if people who've been in these interactions know that they were in it. That when you talk about um, say, say more to that, like if, if if somebody's basically throwing up um, the white supremacy signs of the left mm-hmm. with their spiritual love and light mm-hmm. and all this, you are probably not going to engage. And so, 
Yeah, you're going to laugh at them in general. I'm, I'm, you like, for me, I don't, as far as no, a we're friendship not. goes. We're not. Yeah, you're right. Unless, we're not. So I'm probably going to, they're going to think they had a nice time yes. with me. Yes. And leave thinking they yes. probably gave me some of their love yes. and life. Yes. And I'm going to be like, Speak to that. Need, a, need to take a basal bath. Yeah, you're going to be drained. Yes. You're going to be drained. And <laughs> that goes back to like, per- out of you. that goes back to like permission right, right there. So like silence is a green. And at right. that point, that was, that was the move that was like, actually, right. I'm going to be this crazy sometimes, black woman sometimes, here. Sometimes, and you're going to get hit. Out. And then that when is. it's the severing That's of right. the, it, like, right. I want right. I want to, I want to like, let you know that this is not a connection. Right. And, yep. and, but sometimes you don't have the energy to do that. Because they already sucked it. They I swear it is calculated. They, they got their like from me. It's Hell yeah, they get it from you. <laughs> Shit, and they all gotta have one friend. They all need a gatekeeper to something. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, like, they wanna, don't like, know. Officially, tell them you're not. Don't don't say I'm your black friend because this is like I'm. I, well, I'm not even your friend. Whether or not I'm purple, I am not your friend. But this is the familiarity. They see you every day. We're in Eugene. We're in Eugene. We're gonna talk about Eugene, Pacific Northwest. It's like even Seattle feels like you you run into the same people constantly. The six. I'll give Seattle six degrees of separation. I'll give Eugene two, right? Mm-hmm. So these people become familiar with you. They say, mm-hmm. hi, Aisha, hey, uh, you know, Serena, blah, blah. And then now we see each other regularly. We are not friends. Right. Although we're, we're, I see I'm you all the time. You. Right. And I, I have got to say, um, it's hard for me with people here uh, who are white. It's hard for me for, with people who are mixed culture. It's hard for me with people who are, who are indigenous, well, indigenous folks for me, they, they're, the realist. They, they yeah, well, they, they know that they're black. So, yeah. of course, uh, they're gonna be like, where right? we at? Where we I don't at? have a problem with them. I mean, I, one of my best friends is Paiute, and she and I go to the to the res, and they are the realist. They they just they are not confused, and so I just have this like, I just have this this thing about like this, this confusion. Uh, the, that level of me going, you know what? Today is not the day. Girl, I would be doing that all day long. Right. And I can't. Right. So right. there's a lot of people in this world who believe that, like, um, you know, I don't know what people say about me, and I don't care, but I do know that a lot of my, hi, how you doing, and I'm gone, is because I can I can feel that the connection that we're going to have is going to suck me yes. down. Yeah, it's yes. almost like they see your smile, and they're like, oh my God, Yay. I can talk to her. She's going to give me some no, energy. You wanna, but if you go in with your face, you got your stern face, I and you going in, they will you. move out of your way. Which is ironic, because <laughs> if they've seen any of your sad faces, mad faces, any of the non-good emotions... Yep. That's when you know that you're friends. Right. So if all you've seen is me happy and smiling and how are you? Yeah. That means we're not friends. No, but as and soon as you show them that sad face, they're like, oh God, Serena's like, she's heavy. She's, she's, she's heavy. She's always, always, she always talking, talking about, about race and stuff. And herself and gosh. She's just, oh, so I'm depressed. talking about you, and, uh, actually. You know, but <laughs> like you can't even be. You can't you can't give them the weight that you're carrying because then they it's like all of a sudden, you've become that, like you said, your chakras are lower. You're, it's not happening. But And all of a sudden, you've been like, demonized for your own sh- experience. Who messed up my chakras? <laughs> who messed them up? <laughs> <laughs> but, but my chakras are unbalanced because, like, you know, oh. it's like, um, it's one of those things where it's like, we just, it's it's hard to connect when the when us as black women, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for black men because they're not here, And but I'm just going to say, it's hard for us to connect when when the connection is not, it's not authentic in the first place. It's it's coming from a place of, 
of uh, like exoticism. It's mm-hmm. come and I and I under and this this is me white explaining. Like I I kind of want to <laughs> understand that they don't have black folks here. How would they know? Oh, you like, want right? to represent their point of view? No, well, they have to wait till the multi multicultural center grow up and yeah. they'll explain it to they'll you. Explain it. <laughs> I, I, you know because they don't. We I remember being. I was very much the only black girl all of my life in most of the schools. So when it didn't take, until I moved to Texas or to, even to Costa Rica, uh, it, driving down, it didn't take anything for me to know that I was black. It, I, I didn't, when I went to those other countries, I, it wasn't like, oh, I was the black one. I was like, there was like thousands of other black Beautiful people. Beautiful people. Right. But here, I was the black person. And then when I go to other people, they're like, you're, you're kind of black. Like, you're, you know, you got some other shit. <laughs> Oh my god! You got some other things going on. You you kind of and so I had to like find my space because I'm coming from this culturally white white space here. So I had to find my space. My space is where I'm at. I'm a black woman. Wherever I go is where I'm at. Yeah. Right. Well, it helped me when. Um, so I went to South Eugene High School, which is the yeah, the oh liberal god. high school and everything. <laughs> and almost everybody there thinks they're one of the good white people. And. Um, I mean, all of the white people think they're the yeah. white person. <laughs> what does liberal mean? Growing up in Eugene, when they say the liberal area or, you know, the liberal white people, what does actually that entail growing up and living it? What does I that mean, really mean? I think it means that you, I think it means that you like hacky sack and frisbee and you <laughs> vote for Democrats and your parents have... You'll get a car when you're 16. You get a well. I don't. Know. I <laughs> that's mean, that's what liberal. No, no. Oh, oh that's the definition. I thought we were talking I mean, about South Eugene High School. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Democrats. You're pro-choice. You know. You're liberal. Poli- okay. Yeah. Politically, you're open. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But does it mean like you got Black Lives Matter signs? Or Not necessarily. No. no. Okay. Oh, no. that's no. like emerging projects. What I'm finding out. What I'm finding out now about a lot of people I went to high school with. Yeah, girl. Is that it's a very similar experience to the people who grew up in like small towns town rural conservative places and um you we're just not conservative just small yeah just and the, but they thought they were somehow more progressive um because they really like black people and they really like all cultures and all this kind of stuff but it's almost like you know there's but, none around to give them the like to justify that statement. Though, well, so. I mean, a lot of them did do try to travel and things like that. But okay. as far as actual integration, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, they're the they're the white savior types. Yeah, the, a lot they're of the them ones are. that yeah, yeah they go over and they're the ones with the white person. They've got all the the black hungry children all around them, and they're like, oh look, at, I'm saving people. Like that's not th- oh, those are that's so what one time, I see. One time I, I mean, went to this lady. This one lady's retreat I went on, not the one I was telling you about uh-huh. at the coast. The whole house was decorated like safari Africa. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I knew a lot of these women could be my white friends when all of them felt uncomfortable. Like, when they walked into the safari. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're in somebody's racist, like, decoration <laughs> fantasy. And, wow. and, and yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, we're all offended. That's one. One girl's one. And then, because we're in this super racist setting, I wasn't the one bringing up race all the time. It was like, why is this racist? Why is this racist? Why is this racist? You know? And and that was a big relief. And then that was maybe like six years ago and I'm still I'm closer to these people you know yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. yeah. that like, showed that showed some awareness right, of the and you didn't have to point it out to right. them and then Woo! there was another Oregon Coast vacation rental also dressed just with all the Africa stuff right and I posted about it on Facebook I took a picture of this 
really, it was like a, it was this painting. I don't I posted, I was like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Right. house. I just, yeah. I feel like the walls are watching. And I got a private message from the owner. Oh, shit. Who oh. somehow heard about it. Yeah. And I still haven't read it. Why? What? I'm afraid. Girl, you can't be scared. It's in your DNA to be a soldier. I feel like we'll read it. We can read it together right after this. Okay, good. Because I know know she's going to be explaining why this wasn't racist. Yeah, no, she will And how much her family loves Africa and how much, you know. But here's your... Tell her to donate her house for a month for an African family and give it back. Oh, there you go. Just give it back. We can answer her. Well, the truth is is that this is the opportunity. Now, now you don't have to teach. (laughs) You don't have to be I the person know her. who teaches she her. Came into my, she's blonde and like, I was just like, But she wants yes. your services. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And so I, I won't even open it because I know I'll be sucked into it. Yeah. No, you will. And I think when you, before boundaries. you do it, have a boundary. Before you do it, have a boundary. You might read it and go, I can't go there. And I'm not going to do it. But definitely, because anyone. You can feel the well-meaning white person from yeah. a mile Tell away. Tell her that every person of color that you will rent the place to, they need 25% discount off. And if for she's, the triggers? For the triggers. Absolutely. <laughs> and if she's. Willing to do that, she may be willing to to paint. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, it's, I mean, you gotta give. I mean, that's, she, that's pretty. She, but she would first need to accept that it's racist. In that context, in everything about it, the pic, uh, with inviting strangers into your home that's decorated that way. I was. I did. I stayed at another vacation rental. That Girl, how was, are you picking these vacation rentals? Like, no, they pick her. Oh, it's her right, service. That's her service. Okay, that's right. Go ahead. What? Sorry. This I'm like, how you my friend's like... <laughs> dad owns this one. Oh no! And he's black, and I I realized being in his space how all the books were black, all the all the art, all the, and it, yeah. knowing it's owned by a black person, right. it was like relaxing instead right. of mm-hmm. like, ooh, what am I gonna find? Like, yeah. what, you yeah. know, and just. And it matters. Like I think it, that it, people get confused by that. I think white folks get confused because they want, and again, and I, I want to keep us like focused on the, the fact where the barriers are to friendships. Mm-hmm. Where um, because like I think white well-meaning. I talk about that all the time. The intention and the impact. Now, if you're this, these white folks who are traveling, doing the tourist, touristy. Um, like I lived somewhere for six months, and this is what I do, and now I'm bringing back all the art and all. And so the the appropriate behavior that is you know now I'm you know, that that is a red flag for anyone who who is culturally sound um you don't have to like it's it's, it's appropriation it's it's a it's a huge mm-hmm. signal mm-hmm. of disrespect for the whole entire right. culture and your trip yep. and your and your experience like yep. you didn't get it when you yep. were there and for people yep. who are of color and I'm going to say of color because I know Latin folks who who for some reason it, they, they can giggle it off you know what I mean um, but like black folks we, we're striving every day to to live and survive and so when we see things like that where people go and they are actually like it's kind of like bringing home the head like it's like look oh, what I did exactly. look what I did and we're like oh my god like you know it's awful it's it is actually awful. awful we have like here in Eugene it's it's a, a big population of people that go off the white Americans that go off and they bring back their African child 
that they oh, adopt. That's the, yeah. And when they yeah. get them here, they just wanted, I don't know if they were the cheapest baby to come back. Right. Because the, when you look at them with their parents, they look like poor people on the street. They're walking around and their white families in their Patagonian and the kids' hair is nappy. They got boogers hanging off. they ashy. You're like, what is going on here? Right. Yeah. yeah. Appropriate. Yeah. Taking the head and, and putting it in the pocket. Showing right. everybody that this is what this is how they contribute. But they're not contributing. You get right. what I mean? It's the, making it's, it worse. Yeah. Because okay, now you, the strong... You want to talk about the way that we accommodate. Um, so right then, when she was saying that, mm-hmm. I'm cringing. I'm, cr- I'm, I can see it. I'm, I'm like, yeah. And then I, you want to. This is the white conditioning. I want to like be like. I know but, a few white people weren't like that. But yeah, you know, like I feel but, protective of white people. Yeah, but those yeah. white people but should tell the other white people they too. Like I'm, they should have like I'm talk just, more. I'm just, like, like telling you that that's I was the white conditioning. I'm, I'm feeling my white conditioning feel protective, and you're right, and you're telling the truth. Right. And there's no reason to bring up the exceptions. You that, know. Hello. Can we talk about that one more time? There is no reason to talk about that one person who did it right. Yeah. That's, that's like not my one time friend. That's like that I grew up with. <laughs> right? And that's that's my I am friends with the white people. And I, I'm like, oh... Like I feel the need to just dis- they don't need anyone to defend them. No, <laughs> the whole they set laws, they Girl, set laws they every die. year. They change laws around to defend them. If you got the complexion for the collection, you're gonna be successful. Right? They Point don't need blank. Me as yeah. a representative. They don't need they don't need nobody. They, don't need they can come out from they those small, tiny towns. The homeless kid on the street right now on Fifth Street Avenue can come out of his tent, go and take a shower, shave his face up, and go get a a job, right? yeah, okay, and right. nobody's gonna question whether or not he was homeless, whether or not he came yep. from the trailer down the road, whether or not you understand what I'm saying. Teeth. He still has his teeth. They got yeah. the ex- They got well, the collection. Yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, the idea is that you you have that conditioning of like, but I know someone, and that and that right there is why is where that 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 exception to friendship happens, mm-hmm. where we're just like. Um, maybe they are w- that one. Maybe well, they could. They, maybe they're and in the person, the, the, the one person that I'm thinking of in particular, if she were here, she would not be disagreeing either. So right. it's like, why would no? Why would I need to defend? You know. Oh, yeah. You know, but I was just noticing in myself like a feeling of like wanting to protect the 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 so-called good white people and that that's part of the damage of being raised in Eugene if you're yeah, not the white. But, but, yeah. but you got a white mother so part about it is like you love your mom but too. But my mom would so, also be agreeing with oh, you. Oh okay yeah, you don't think that she yeah. no. really that's separate two that's things. That's what she was saying that her mother was actually very real with her at growing up. Well she wasn't one of the white mothers who are blinded by like like there is no love I mean there is no uh, color and like they, there, she wasn't like you know minimizing the racist no, my mom situation. Was giving, no I agree but I'm saying like when you're thinking about those things and you're like oh I know one white person that's actually awesome it's not like okay I feel like my mom is in the clear as far as I'm concerned she gave you the platform okay Okay. she would never she doesn't ever she's never written me one of those white mom PMs Right. Could you make sure people know I wasn't like that? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's real. That, that that's is real. awesome that for was. you. That that's is real. a great space to yeah. be. That's, that's a lot of white fragility Ooh. that comes out when it's like. <laughs> but I, I, I can tell you since I've had this, uh, this podcast and this radio show, I and I, you know, I grew up here until I was fifteen. I have a lot of mixed friends who will not mm. talk about their race, how they feel about looking brown. That's a different thing for you, too. You, like you said, you're racially ambigu- like, ambi- uh, ambiguous. Like, ambiguous. Thank you, ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So I, like, when you don't, when you're not, 
and your mother is white, like she's blonde and blue eyes and you are black, you know what I mean? They actually have a problem with telling their real authentic truth because they don't want to hurt their family members. They don't want to hurt right, their mother. Right. They, I've had people be like, I really want to come on your show, but I can't. My mom, I will crush my mom if I tell her the truth of how I feel and how it was to grow up in this area and I'm like that you can come on anonymously and you're like I can't your it's mama like, need to teach a class girl it's fear I thought <laughs> I, Nelson my, my Shoot, mom, yes know, I, I thought I, Nelson I was gonna ask my mom some more questions about this cause I didn't realize this was such a problem um with the white moms mm-hmm. and um like where did that come from you know I it's know I, I mean no I know where it comes from oh, okay but I where was my mom coming from oh, I, I, see. I haven't interrogated her to say like why did you know why did you always say you know why were you giving us black literature every Christmas? Why you know like yeah where, where was that, that coming come from? from? Yeah yeah. Well yeah, you know when they know that and the empowerment. I mean like you had your father in the household no. too. But did you have a relationship with your father? My, my did father. your parents have a relationship? Yes. Okay, but, and there was some point of respect there. No. Really? No. Well, I am going <laughs> another hats off to you, Mama. Mom, my you know dad what I mean? was highly abusive. To and there was no that but. But his, my dad's parents. Okay, so were, they came from a place of like black acknowledgement, and black acknowledgement yeah. is like okay. self love. Yeah. Okay, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like at some point, that's all it really takes is like in, inducing the effect of black love for self. Yeah, like no. that's something that is strange. So your mom pretty much just got all the tools to give to you, so you can learn how to love yeah. yourself. Yeah, and that's and she's that's educated, the fault of a so lot that of might be part of it, right? Okay, and also okay. her parents were uh, white. Um, my her dad was definitely somebody who would interrupt injustice and things like that. Okay, okay, but um, and like it was the it was actually I don't well they my, don't have that in my, the white parents. My yet. white grandparents were not did not have an objection to the interracial okay okay you know? so i didn't have white racists um they were in really my ear yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> well i mean come on I mean, of those times they were that's yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. huge to accept yeah that. they're young yeah. and I people mean, are for, not accepting still you know yeah. hippies they ended a lot of their kids ended up hippies and that is that's another level of toxicity in eugene of not necessarily my family but just when people want you to like absolve them you know like you've got some kind of wand you're like Mm -hmm. you are not racist and i'm like but they don't i'm like if you really wanted to study this uh you would find out that you are indeed racist if you are white and Mm -hmm. uh period stop taking that personally Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) what are you going to do about it we talked Uh, about this last week it's 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 in the structure yeah if you are it's in the structure. You're racist. Just, you know you are. It's okay. Not, it's nothing it's, personal. It's like right. It's like it's not. It's not something. I mean, I'm not. Again, I work really hard on not apologizing or being unapologetic mm-hmm. for for um, showing up, being me, and actually being outstanding from that idea. Like I don't. I don't want to like put up with it anymore where it's like this is like I keep telling you guys that this is 2020 you have they have no excuse you've got not the understanding internet. this you've got it's the true. internet you know? you've got yeah, videos you could it's everyone true. could be listening to your show right all it's, the white moms with black children please watch listen every week just don't even it's, it's, like you know and then some of it might be the kids assumption that yeah. their mom would be mad Right, but you've never even asked because you don't want to find out. When I've I've seen it, it's when I've seen it, it's been like 
as a white parent, they are so far away from the identity to even teach their black child, so they leave it up to the TVs. And so when their kid comes home and they want to be all thug or they want to be twerking, the white parent steps back because that's what they believe is the black identity. Uh, Instead of feeding them the information right, right. to how to empower yourself. But we blank. also talked about this idea. Like there's a there's a there's a point of empowerment that helps the resolve once you are faced with actually working within and dealing with other black people because you have to understand you have to live this experience absolutely that's the whole point and people have lived it's like it before you can us. be empowered and not have lived the experience absolutely it, it does not connect absolutely okay. right. you can understand it you can like it's it becomes like academic at that point but if you are not willing to go and you know and and be a part mm-hmm. of it then you're, you're still missing the damn point like you're not you're not connecting i love it when white people say wow I really can't imagine what that's like. Right, right. You show okay, shoot. <laughs> you show okay. Thank you for knowing that. Pretty Instead much. Instead of like relating it to something in your white life, it's like that. Thank you. That's a, you're just listening. And instead of trying to say, "Oh, that's like this one time when I went to camp and I was the only white person." That's a, no, no, no. That's yeah. the time I went to Hawaii and I was the only white person there and I just felt really crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I totally understand. People kept calling me colonizer. I was like, awkward. <laughs> okay. So um, we are, we're, we're coming down to the last hour, but I wanted to, I mean, the last few minutes. Um, but I wanted to say that, like, um, I think that what we've been saying is, like, these are really clear reasons why it's hard to have authentic friendships with white folks is because if you're not doing self-reflection and you're not understanding how you're showing up in the room, anybody who is triggered like black folks living in a place like the Pacific Northwest, we just like, you know, like it's like anything that's happened to you, you recognize it. Uh-huh. You recognize you what works. Story. You don't nope. need that. We know nope. we can nope. see it like nope. a thousand miles away. Nope. So if you're wondering why did that black girl never really actually talk to you? Why is that black woman like she's she says hi, she seems friendly and she moves on. There's triggers everywhere around. There's a lack of trust. There's a lack... Yes, go for it. There's a lack of trust. Yeah. You know, know, and I even feel like a lack of trust from monoracial black people, from me, is warranted. Right. It's like, what you... What... First, there's a burden of proof on you. Mm -hmm. What have you done to to make me feel like you are not going to say something really hurtful once I've invested in this friendship? Yeah. You know? And or what... 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 what Like, I feel like there should be like a pre-screening interview sheet to ask, like, uh, you know, last I, night. Last night I called one of my white friends, um, and I was like, you know, on the concept of doing the work, and um, I was I was uh, trying to have to ask her to help help me figure out how to do makeup, mm-hmm. and because um, I was thinking, you know, how what's some labor I could take from her. Mm-hmm. Equal energy exchange. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. I need something. Yeah. And so I was trying to think and I was like, okay, so what do you put on first? And, you know, we're just talking. And she was, and her, she had another friend who was mixed with black and her ex-boyfriend called her the N-word. And that was the end of their relationship. And I didn't know that that's how the story was going to go. Look at her. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah, I, no. I, I, I didn't know, oh, that. No, I, I was, I didn't know this story till last night. And I was like, so she told me this story. And I'm like, and then what happened? And I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop for her to say, and then we were together another year or something. Right. You know? Yeah. Wait, this like, a mixed man called the no, mixed girl. No, Her best friend was mixed, black and white, and her boyfriend called her friend. The N-word. The N-word. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of their 
her relationship with, with her, her girlfriend. No, no, with, with the a man. man. With oh, the man. man. Yeah. Okay. But I was like waiting for to hear. That, you were expecting something else. Yeah, that, yeah. I was racing myself. Like, right. That. That you she know. didn't actually yeah. do that. Right. That, right. Yeah. yeah. No. And that's that. It, that I just tell the story to illustrate that tension of. You know, even your friends who you are kind of let down your guard with a little mm-hmm. bit, you're still like, yeah. Like when does it when does it pop up? Because generally it will, mm-hmm. right? And when it doesn't, you're like, oh wow. Like it's yeah. like, like, oh wow. Like it didn't yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm I can, I mean, surprised by this. Pleasantly surprised, even though obviously if he said that he, he was trash long before that. But I'm good job right. sticking that up you, for your that, friend and not. There was a line for yeah, you. Exactly. There was a line. You know, like but um, that's that the line should not need to be that. No, much. it should not. But I'm just no. saying the low standards and stuff, and yeah. just like what's it gonna? Blah, 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 I need to have friends and like I, you know, um, feeling like ready for it to go the other way. To and go, and, that, to have and that's myself hard. Shrink. That's no. hard when you're trying to have an authentic friendship. And yeah. these are people you've known for, like, years. Yeah. Right? And um, mm-hmm. it's not to say that you don't love them right. in any real way. Like, we do have a love for people we grew up with. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, I have a friend who I grew up with. She was, like, my bestie. And she is the most, like, she literally is, like, why is Trump so bad? Why? Blah, blah. And, I, and I can't, I just can't with her. Like, I can't. And I, and it's not that I'm surprised that she's that way. It's just that when we were younger, we didn't. It was it was like a different articulation mm-hmm. of the racism. Like I actually had a role and she had a role and we both played it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then until we get older and I'm going, why am I always the one who's who's the bad guy in the game? Like why am I always the uh, one who is the other? Like absolutely. like I want to switch it up and they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. It's systematic. <laughs> systematic. That's such yeah. a huge systematic. story to tell the same story of adult friendship. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as you try and switch up the roles a little bit, mm-hmm. if it's an old friendship, it can crumble the friendship and then and, and, and that's, that's what you have that's the price and that's for, the price it's a great price because usually the relationship that's crumbling is is your self-esteem i didn't know my brittle self-esteem was holding up this relationship right. Right. and the more solid i get the more i'm like let's shift and then they're like no let's go back and i'm like actually we're shifting if yeah. we're or we're breaking or up. we're breaking yeah. yeah and then it's yeah. like oh my gosh she broke up with me and i didn't know why she broke up with me we've been friends for so long and you're like actually that shit wasn't friendship it, right. Well, I thought it was, and then I realized as soon as I told you who I really was, it wasn't. And it hurts. It wasn't. Yeah, but, that's what you're, that's the fear, and getting more solid in yourself and more mature. And you will bring your, your tribe. I actually put the meme for this show before I got your picture. I was like, when you find your tribe, it will save your soul. Like, it, yep. it will save it. And it doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be white. It has to be someone who will see you, allow yeah. you. And when you're in your darkest times, will stand up for you. They, they will open the door when you're running from someone. In part three, you know? we'll talk about <laughs> that. Um, Girl, part three format. A friendship that went the other direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we're done. We're, we're past our hour, you guys. We have to let it go. I'm going to, um, there's someone that comes in the studio right after us. So I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. Part three. Right? Um, Selena for part coming. 100. Yeah, right? We're on part 5,000 of this show. Um, this so, this topic. Yeah, this topic. This topic, lots of topics that we come up with are just, we can go on for days and days and yes, days. And so I really appreciate you coming and showing. You're always welcome to come back if you Thank have you. something that you want to say. Always and, um, have something to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? like, I'll be back next week. <laughs> That's a wrap. I'll be back next week. So, you know, um, so yeah. So, you know, honestly, thank you so much for your perspective. This goes by so quickly and it has, we have so much to say and I know there's more that you want to say and I know there's more that you want to say. I will be doing, we're still on air. I will be doing, um, uh, yeah, I will be doing <laughs> more, uh, more of these shows, and I will be doing more on my podcast, so to look out for that. 
I'm trying to work with YouTube, and somehow I, I just, I guess I'm not computer savvy, but I'm, we'll get, we'll be getting White to YouTube. Friends, reparations opportunity, <laughs> fix the YouTube. Right? Patrons, patrons. <laughs> uh, yes, at my Patreon page, uh, we are going to, we are actually going to start doing some special episodes just for our Patreons, and so if you, you can support me there as low as $5 a month, which is amazing, and it helps my podcast get off the ground, it gets, it gets equipment, it gets opportunities, we're, we're thinking of doing some, some public exchange uh, later in the summer so please consider my patreon it's black girl from eugene underscore one um we are on this radio station here this is kepwlp 97.3 eugene oregon peaceworks independent community radio streaming online at kepw.org um please follow me wherever you can instagram facebook i appreciate all of your comments and vanessa just to tell you yes i already have that in the works we will have um some folks who are of mixed race with white mothers and the white mothers and the children and separately. We got we got we have plans. So okay, we see you. Thank you so hey, much. You're tuned in to KEPW LP 97.3 FM in Eugene, Oregon. PeaceWorks Independent Community Radio, also streaming online at KEPW.org. Now we gathered here on the universe at this time, this particular time, to listen to the 36 black notes of the piano. There's 36 black notes and 52 white notes. We don't mean to eliminate nothing, but we're gonna just hear the black notes at this time, if you don't mind. You're listening to Black Girl from Eugene with Aisha. Good afternoon, Eugene. (laughs) Black girl from Eugene. I'm here with a couple of guests this morning uh, with a show favorite, Stormy, which I believe you guys just need to get used to because she will be back over and over again. And then you have, you're welcome. And we have a special guest, Serena Markstrom, who is also here. Welcome, Serena. Um, We, this is a part two from last week. I got a lot of feedback of like you need to touch this on this more I want to hear this more and it's interesting because our shows are becoming where they're just becoming two pieces and they could be three and four for the simple fact that these subjects that we're bringing up touch a lot of people and it's they're huge subjects and there's so individual there's so much individuality in it that we can definitely do one two three four um but this is a second of can uh black girls and or black people and white people be uh, have authentic friendships and we say yes of course they can but dot 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 there's definitely caveats to it um so i want to introduce serena because she's not been on the show before and she was she is someone who listens to the show and wrote to me and was like hey i super want to be a part of this can i come on and i was like you should come on the show um you have a great uh, perspective and she's mixed black white born well not born here but raised in Eugene um, so this authentic friendship for her comes very personally and there's some caveats to that as well and of course there's me who you guys all know and then there's um, uh, Stormy here who's you know been in Eugene 20 years but she's from the um, Midwest so we all have like pers- like you know perceptions and, and experience of how we befriend white folks and what that means to us um 
So, and I think, is your husband white? Yeah. Yeah, and your husband's and white? my husband is And white. my ex-husband, I have two. <laughs> and my ex-husband, my latest, was white. That's so, a whole nother uh, podcast. You want to do that? You want to do that? He's can, probably still we white. We can do that. He's still Out white. There. He's still Oh, he was real white. Yeah, he's real white. So anyway, Shoot. um, that will, okay, so that, that I want an episode. It is an episode. White, the white husband's. Oh, we, we were going to though. We were we're gonna have we're gonna have her husband, right? Yeah, you yeah. should get the husbands. Would your we husband should, be willing oh to do my, that? I don't know. Are you ready? Yesterday, yeah, just, yesterday he was like, "Oh, this guy's racist." I'm I'm unfriending him on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, you know, and, yeah." And, like, what did he do? I want to know what you were able to spot. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like you're like, good job, good job looking out. Okay, so let me just give you a little bio that you wrote, which is awesome, and so that people know who you are. So Serena is a Eugene-based mother, wife, and writer. She grew up in Eugene and earned a journalism degree from the University of Oregon. She wrote for the Register Guard for almost 11 years before starting a family. She met her husband, Sean, at a co-ed softball team. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> of which they both still play. They have a five-year-old son, Quinn, and a four-year-old daughter, Pippi. 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 <laughs> their family businesses are the Granite and Tile Company Signature Surfaces Northwest and the Vacation Rental and Special Events uh, Space on the McKenzie River, the Oregon Cliff House. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we a little caveat, like we I, we were talking and I realized that I went to school with your brother yeah. um, like a thousand years ago. So that was kind of funny. We've crossed paths and didn't realize that that's, we were crossing paths even like literally 30 years ago probably yeah I would have been 13 or something yeah that's about right that might have been why because I was still in middle school yeah that's probably why and I was a freshman we were because you're just a year younger than me so I was a freshman and they were two years Kalani and and Caleb were two years older than me oh okay yeah so that's why so okay woohoo locals (laughs) yeah we're like that's how Eugene works though like I mean you guys we there's there's no six what is that six degree of separation it's like Mm -hmm. two Oh, we're still at high school levels. Right, yeah. Same people hang out with the same and people. You don't go yeah. to the same place. And, and beware if you're an import. <laughs> beware? Well, yeah. in, a, in a good way or a bad way? I mean, because same, same, but different. I mean, when you, it's like moving into a high school. It's like you, you're going to observe first before choosing your action or your reaction or your friends. Uh, and therefore moving... Moving a meandering yeah. through the Oregon vortex. You know what I mean? Every time there's a new black person in town, I'm always like... Get out, but please stay. I know. Huh? No, it is. I, that's so true because I'm always like, "How did you? Why did you? What did you do?" That's like, what they do to here? us. That's the I, same question they ask us. Like, how long have you been here? But why come. did you come? Like, what made you come? Or like, someone fired you, or a man brought you here and dumped that, you here? That's no, like, true. That's I'm true. like, are you gonna stay? Should we? Can I invest in this relationship? <laughs> that's interesting. I met no. I met a very awesome. Like, um, well said. I met at the professor of the. And she was from Princeton, and she was a black woman. And I was like, "You're so awesome! Please stay." And she's like, "I cannot stay here." She's like, "Oh yeah, so many have left." Oh, she so was like, this, "This place is so toxic! I cannot be Absolutely. here." Absolutely. And I'm like, "Please stay! We need people to stay." And she's like, "No." And the people who end up staying are like, "I don't know what level of toxicity." I think of this relationship. Like Stockholm syndrome, honestly. Well, there's no place. <laughs> I do. At least Stockholm had a facility. We don't even have a facility. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not about the city having the facility <laughs> to recognize us. It's yeah. about us creating our own space that represents us. Yes. If we give it to the city, it's the same thing they've been doing. They'll give us the one day, and you got to put everything you got in that one day of the one month that we all got. <laughs> no, I'm not saying invest in the city. 
are hopeful, but they are talking about a permanent facility, like a multicultural center, but it's not the same. But that ain't the same. That's a museum that people come through to show that they're black, and they're only going to do it because of, you know, the Olympics coming here, and they need to prove that they got people of color, because everybody else from outside the world will come here and be like, this is white. I have white friends that travel here and say, What's wrong with you, Stormy? Why do you live here? I got white friends that come visit me and say, how could you do this? To yourself. Yeah. So, okay. So we... We're, That's why I'm like, get out. But please stay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? there'll, be a, there'll be a space soon. No, no. I don't tell people that. It's, I'm just saying that. It's hard to... It's hard to... Under, to it's hard to let under, people understand what it means to live here. When we were born here... Um, it's we're like in, indoctrinated into a behavior. We're indoctrinated into an acceptance that that when people move from out of here, we're like there's so much that you have to do and have to let go of, and that I don't like. Why would why would you want to be here? Like I don't know how to get out of here. Like we're trying to. How do you expand yourself? Now I was lucky enough to move. <laughs> Literally, I was lucky enough to move for twenty seventeen years and then come back in. The, the thing about not being able to expand here is like exactly what you're saying and what you're saying is like well they're creating a multicultural so I'm 43 I mean, you know what I mean I like you're 42 like we've been here and, we're, and we and that's 